The 2023 regular season is over. 49ers lose 21-20 to the Los Angeles Rams. How did it happen? Why did it happen? What happened that actually matters on the field? Going into a playoff by playoff bracket as well. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there. I see all y'all jumping in the chat here post game to get after it. Regular season finale, 49ers lose to the Los Angeles Rams. Going to break down Sam Darnold and uh, some backups making plays. Uh, and then, you know, some, some positives and negatives to take away from this game that really didn't matter in the win loss column for the 49ers locked into the one seed locked into a playoff by in the wild card round next week. Today's episode of locked on 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. That's 150 bucks on that first $5 bet win or lose. So visit FanDuel.com. Slash locked on to get started. Oh, where do we where do we begin here, Croc? I think I want to start with Sam Darnold. We got to see Sam Darnold, his first action, uh, his worst first real action, really, since the, his last game of the year last year again uh, for the Carolina Panthers. Um, and what's kind of funny, and I guess shouldn't be that surprising is while Sam Darnold ended the season and the Carolina Panthers ended the season last year on a nice little six-game streak, it didn't end well. And it ended for Sam Darnold's 2022 season exactly the same way it ended for his 2023 season. Had this weird-looking, ugly fumble, fumbled the ball away. That time it was in the in the red zone. And we hadn't seen a lot of that Sam Darnold. I was wondering if that Sam Darnold would show up. And it ended up showing up, Croc, in this one. Uh, as he tried to lead the 49ers down to give Jake Moody a chance to to make a field goal and and for the 49ers to get a win and potentially knock the Rams down to uh, the seventh seed instead of the sixth seed in the playoffs. But it wasn't to be the 49ers fall to the Rams 21-20. What did you see from Sam Darnold in his first start as a San Francisco 49er? Maybe his only start as a San Francisco 49er. You know, I think for, for me, first, you have to start with, like, what are the expectations and, and what are you looking for? Like, what are you looking to take away from a Sam Donald start? And for me, it's when you go into the playoffs, if your starting quarterback goes down, Brock Purdy, can this guy fill in and at the very least be serviceable? Can you keep the team afloat? And so the snaps that he got with Brandon Ayuk out there, with Debo Samuel out there, Trent Williams, I know there wasn't any George Kittle or CMC. I thought that went very well. He had two drives, uh, two touchdowns, had another drive where he came down and, you know, you had a missed field goal. And then in the very next drive, he drove down and scored a touchdown. So uh, I put most of the weight in his performance in that kind of chunk and really more so with just when you have the guys, because that's who you're going to have if you have to play for the 49ers in the playoffs. Right. Uh, you're going to have the Brandon Knights, the Debo Samuels, the Trent Williams, the, and, and you're also going to add Kittle and Chris McCaffrey. And I feel like with his start, I felt very confident that we would be getting a quarterback that the, the ship wouldn't sink with him. At least that's what it felt like. Now, I didn't think that they asked him to do a whole lot on those first few drives. Uh, you know, 
hey, make a throw when needed. There was a second and, and 10 draw play where he picked up nine yards on the ground. I thought that was pretty cool to see. Uh, you know, and there were some other throws he had really throughout the game, a, a really crazy kind of not a bad drop by uh, can't think of his name, number Conley. 17. Uh, Conley, Chris Conley. Yeah. Uh, good play by the DB, whatever. But I feel like for the most part, good throws, good things. But then, like you said, you know, you had a weird fumble where the ball went back and like hit the defender's helmet and it came loose and they tried to like shovel it forward after that. But again, I took, I put more stock into what Sam Darnold would we see. And we would likely see the Sam Darnold with a loaded cast, which I thought in that scenario, he played well. So that was cool. It was cool. It was cool to see him out there and, and let it rip. I totally agree. Some drops and, and clearly it looked like a different a unit and a different offense in the first half than it did in the second half. And, um, Ronnie Bell was getting yelled at by Kyle Shanahan for clearly screwing up one of those third down plays. And I don't know if it would have been a catch all ball or if, if Sam Darnold kind of threw it over his head and out of bounds because Bell didn't keep going on that right route down the sideline like he should have. So he didn't throw it where he would have anyway. Uh, so there, there was definitely some disjointed stuff there with the, with the second team receivers out there for Sam Darnold. One thing I did notice though, and it's right away and we even saw it in a few snaps that he played a couple weeks ago um, is it doesn't come out as quick. The timing is not there with Sam Darnold like it is with Brock Purdy. And it's been Brock Purdy's been like that since day one, too. So it's not like, oh, Sam Darnold hasn't had enough time to, to Sam Darnold's a, a whatever six year veteran in the NFL. He's been around, he's been around this team. Uh he, he he can get the ball out quicker. I just I don't know if Sam Darnold's ever gonna be that guy who's who sees the field super clearly and he's gonna be dicing teams up, right? But that he's a backup quarterback. He's a backup quarterback for a reason. And um and with with all the I agree with you with all the starters in there it looks a lot better, and he's not terrible. Looks smooth. I mean, he was yeah. throwing up the numbers. He was letting it rip. I thought the location was really good. Got a great. Uh, he we see that. Out, kind of made some plays on the move. Like I thought that looked like I see in the chat. Uh, it says uh, Sam Donald looked fine. Oh, we're here we go. Uh, Sam Donald looked fine, but nothing about what he's done in San Francisco makes me want him back though. Not uh, not worth the cost and. For me, I felt like what I've seen from him does make me want him back. Like I would like it for him to be a backup again for the 49ers next year. Because again, I'm not judging him off of what it looks like with guys that he won't play with. Like part of the 49ers, part of the package for anybody, right? Whether it's you know Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's Brock Purdy or whoever, it's the guys that you get to play with. And when he played with half of those guys, it looked solid. Like I, you would take that two drives, two touchdowns, another drive, you get in scoring position, another drive, you score a touchdown. Like, like how would you not want that back from a guy who's coming in and it's his first start since last year? Like I thought that was solid. Yeah. And, and I would say he, he's a good backup. It, it depends on the cost. If he wants high end backup money, maybe you do go another direction, get a different veteran backup in. Because um, one thing I think is clear watching Sam Darnold and watching a lot of Brock Purdy now is it's not, you know, I think a lot of people expected to see Brock per or Sam Darnold roll out there and be like, oh, this looks exactly the same as Brock Purdy, maybe even better, bigger plays, He's got this bigger arm. You want to see Brock Purdy out there. You, you don't want to see Sam Darnold over Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? So it's like there is a he's a backup. He is a backup quarterback. And so if you like him as a backup quarterback, that's fine. You pay him accordingly and please don't get hurt, Brock Purdy. You know, so I think it's it's both of those things. Sam Darnold is fine for what he is. He's never going to be that guy that was drafted number three overall. I think it's evident that, and I don't even think you have to, like, Brock Purdy's your starting quarterback. 
and Sam Darnold is your backup quarterback. Right. If you just view them through that lens, you should be good with what you saw when Sam had the starters. Now, how it looked after that, whatever. I mean, we're talking about basically a preseason lineup. And again, the advantage of playing with the 49ers for Sam Darnold or any other backup quarterback is having the Avengers, having the Brandon Ayuk's out there, the Debo Samuel, and the things you do to stay in rhythm. You know, having Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle out there. So they weren't playing in the second half. None of those guys. So I don't care about that. For me, it's if your starting quarterback goes down and you have to play in the game with Sam Darnold, do you feel comfortable? And I feel more than comfortable having to play with him in, in the game, even in the postseason. Mark in the chat says Darnold will be starting for an NFL team next year. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, he could make some starts. He made a start for an NFL team this year. Uh, nobody's going to sign Sam Darnold and be like, well, we're done. There's our starting quarterback. That's not going to happen. He might be a backup somewhere else, might be a backup for an Maybe even Maybe even he's a stopgap and plays for a couple of weeks before a rookie comes in and, and takes his job, something like that. But yeah, nobody signed him, Sam Darnold to be a starting quarterback. How about this one real quick here? Wentz over Darnold? Lamar Wentz? I guess he was more like Josh Allen Wentz as, as far as running the ball. 16, 17 rushes. He rushed the ball 17 times. That was strange. He was just like, he was taken off too. That was a little, it was almost high schooly, right? It was a high school quarterback performance. Not like how he played, but just how the offense was run through the quarterback just kind of taking off and, and running the ball and being like, I'm, I'm I'm a good athlete. I'm just going to run it. Hard to judge him either. This is a weird game because you have guys like in and then it's like, who's starting? Who's not? Like guys resting, getting ready for the postseason. You have Puka Nakua in for a while and he broke the record. Then, you know, there's no Cooper Cup. There's no Tyler Higby. So uh, even Carson Wentz, I don't judge him. I, I didn't think it looked very smooth, but I didn't expect it to – really look smooth. It's just not the guys. Any Anybody, you can judge Sam, Sam Darnold with the starters. And, it, and that was terrific. Outside of that, that's not your team. So why are we judging him with, and it's like your receivers that you only have to throw to? Chris Conley, who had his first catch of the year. Come on. He's been throwing to the second team receivers all year long. You want your quarterback to elevate, Croc. Hey, I, I don't know how much elevate. Conley. He tried. That he had the big play, big yeah. explosive play. And it's like outside that. Like, That's all I got for you. <laughs> um, I do want to say, speaking of Higby being out, one of my draft crushes, one of my guys that I thought was a better tight end than the Niners drafted in either one of the tight ends they drafted, Davis Allen. I think he's the future future starting tight end for the Los Angeles Rams. He was getting some action in there. From yeah. Clemson, right? Yeah, Clemson. Fifth rounder, sixth talking rounder. About, yeah. Talking about. Look good. Um, anyway, let's talk running backs. Let's give out some game balls here. Talk a little bit about the defense and a, a couple of guys that we haven't really seen any of making some plays in this game. That's the fun part about a game like this when you can see a lot of backups, all the guys we don't get to see play regular season meaningful football. Next. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What is the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. It's really no different than an NFL team. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just some other job board either. LinkedIn is a vast network. We're talking about a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours at LinkedIn Jobs. And you can too. 
Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Let's talk Jake Moody here before we give out some game balls. I, I don't assume that you're going to give a game ball to Jake Moody. If he makes one of his two kicks, uh, the 49ers probably don't lose that football game. If he makes them both, the 49ers probably win that football game. You never know how things are going to go. Uh, a lot of, uh, Typo, by the way, in the background, I'm supposed to say Moody misses. It says Moody misses. Um, but Jake Moody, I'm going to push back on some of the fans here. Obviously, not a great game for Jake Moody, and you want him to have confidence going into the playoffs, and you hope those ideas of missed kicks don't bounce around his noggin for a week before getting going into the playoffs. And you know, the playoffs is a different beast, and so. Um, you know, a lot of fans pointing to the the missed game winner. You know, the, the 49ers probably, if Jake Moody is perfect this year, the 49ers win at least two more games, right? I think it's safe to say. He missed the game winner against the Browns, missed a couple of kicks in this game. He's a rookie kicker, Croc. I, I don't think I would have never, uh, if you told me exactly what Jake Moody did this year after the draft, before the season started, I said, yes, I will take that. Uh, it's an outstanding season for Jake Moody for a rookie Kicker. Now he's not going to be battle tested until he goes through it. So we don't know what it's going to be like in the playoffs. But if you're if you can't stomach that, then you don't play a rookie kicker. And the 49ers went all in third round pick on a rookie kicker. They thought he was the best kicker in the draft. He's been very good for the most part. How you feeling about Jake Moody in this game? How you feeling about him going into the playoffs, Crock? I I think he had a solid season. I think the tough thing is when you start to put things into perspective, the two you know, and he missed a few kicks, but two of the kicks that he missed were opportunities for your team to win. So that's that's the hard part, right? Like you missed this extra point in the field goal in this game and you can kind of, that can be a kind of a direct correlation to why you lost. You missed that kick against the 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 Browns. Like you, that's why you lost. Well, okay, again, there are other factors that go into winning, but it was a big contributing factor as to why you took an L. So from that standpoint, you ideally don't want to put it on him, but you don't want your kicker to be the reason that you possibly lost either. And uh, I have confidence in him, but it doesn't feel like Robbie Gold. I remember, you know, Robbie Gold heading into the postseason, and we're talking a lot about the postseason because that has always been the expectations for the 49ers. I've talked about even this season, everything was kind of a warm-up and a tune-up to get you ready for the postseason, to feel comfortable that our here we go. We're, we're, we are headed for a long postseason run. And when you think about the kicker, like you don't want him to be the reason why you have any kind of doubts. And I do expect games to be much closer in the postseason. And if they are closer, you'd assume that your kicker is going to have a kind of a deciding factor into one or two of these games. And right now, I don't have the confidence that he can do the job as well as Robbie Gold did. So that's kind of my easiest way to put it. Like on the confidence meter, you know, one to Robbie Gold, he ain't at Robbie Gold, and you let Robbie Gold go for him. The chat wants to know if you if your uh, your Crocs are ready to go. Get him in sport mode. Get out there and and maybe make some kicks, Croc. We, we've seen always post before. Always ready in sport mode, and uh, I, I know he missed a field goal. I want to say inside of forty yards. I'm I'm money inside of forty yards. So thirty eight yarder is the one that Moody missed in this one, and an extra point. So. Uh, be ready, Croc. Be ready. They might need you as emergency quarterback as well. Although they didn't call you for this game, so that's got to be a little bit disappointing. Didn't get to see Brandon Allen in this game either. It was all, it was all Sam Darnold. I haven't all seen right. much of Brandon Allen <laughs> throughout the, not even in the preseason. 
Uh, let's give out some game balls here really quick. And um, I want to go to Taylor Hawkins. First action, been on the practice squad a couple years, gets to play, starts at safety for the 49ers alongside Logan Ryan and gets his first career interception. I don't know how long Taylor Hawkins is going to be a 49er. I don't know how long his NFL career is going to go, but he's got this. You know, He's got the photographs of him with the uniform on. Game time, regular season, making a play, making an interception, going down, mugging for the camera with the entire defense down there, rushing down to the end zone. I love that for him. Um, he, he, you know, there were some really good reports out of camp from for two years from him. That's why he stuck on the practice squad. Got a chance to play, made a big play. Croc, Taylor Hawkins, second year safety, really first year safety because the first time he's gotten a chance to play, he gets a game ball easy for me. I, I think he's definitely going to be a guy that gets to compete for a an active roster spot next year. You know, he's kind of in that window now, and, you know, he has some experience. I think it was good getting him this game-time experience and this game-starter experience at that. 49ers down a lot of safeties as well, so it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to sit one safety, and now he's playing. You know, you're down Talano Hufunga, of course. You're down, you know, Gibson, he's banged up. You know, you it feels like there's a safety dropping kind of all the, the – really throughout this entire year. So he kind of got to play by default, but he made a play. I saw him make a couple key tackles as well. So those things were good. And you'd see, I wonder if they try to get a little bit cheaper next year and they end up keeping a guy like Hawkins around. Like maybe they don't bring back Tayshawn Gibson, who's a veteran on a veteran salary. And that can help a guy like Hawkins, especially if you don't draft a guy. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but we do have an extra week to talk about some things. And, and on tomorrow's show, Croc, I think we do need to start looking at, you know, it's going to be Black Monday. There's going to be a lot of coaches fired. There's going to be a lot of jobs open. 49ers have been a really popular team for other teams to try to poach personnel guys and coaches from. And so uh, it's for a lot of teams, it's off-season mode, even though for the 49ers, it's playoffs mode. And so we do have some extra time this week with the bye to, uh, you know, talk about some other topics before we get ready for whatever team that, you know, we still don't know which team the 49ers are going to play more on the NFC playoff bracket in a second. Let's give out some more game balls here. That'd be interesting though, with uh, Jair Brown and Talano Hufanga coming back from injury, potentially being the, the starting tandem at safety for the 49ers next year. Gibson's been so good, but can we like see Taylor Hawkins making a play in John Lynch? We trust like, do not doubt John Lynch when it comes to safeties, right? Right. Yeah. Linebackers and safeties. 49ers do a great job identifying those guys and, and kind of having the next man up ready to go on the 49ers roster. Whatever they decide, it'll be the right answer next year. Uh, hopefully get all these guys healthy, and, and I'm sure everyone's going to be healthy and ready to go here for the divisional round for the playoffs too. How much do you worry, like when somebody goes down, just the way they've constructed this roster so well, I almost feel like that next man up thing is like somebody that's going to fill in and play well enough and be coached up and you're going to be able to win games with them. I almost feel like that at pretty much every position. Now, offensive line is a little tougher there, but most other positions for the 49ers, I feel like, ah, uh, they'll be all right. They'll be fine. Do you get that sense as well? Is it with how they have built the roster or is it just they're super coached up or maybe there are enough elite players to – overshadow maybe a deficiency in a, in a spot it's all those things they're, the 49ers are a really well coached football team they're a deep roster there's a ton of competition there the young guys that are coming in competing are working behind guys and learning so much from those veteran players and those star players that it makes them better and so it all just works together and and provides this this awesome depth and you know you you kind of wring your hands a little bit when someone goes down you worry about it and, and someone always steps up uh it's phenomenal 
the way this team has come together. So I, I think it's really all of those things. Next, more game balls. And let's take a look at the NFC playoff bracket. Still one game Sunday night that we'll get you guys out to here uh, as we finish up this live to finish up uh, and figure out the rest of the AFC playoff bracket as well. Next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The NFL season wrapping up now. Only one more game to go. And by the time some of you listen to this, no more regular season games to go. But there's tons of playoff football action to bet on. NFL draft props. We we know the draft order for all those non-playoff teams now as well. And a special offer for our listeners from America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's it. Play your first $5 bet, and that's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose on that first $5 bet. And then you can bet on anything with that extra 150. The app is super easy to use, so many different ways to play. We talked about NFL football, playoff football, offseason stuff. Uh, there is, you know, who's the next coach where bets to be made. NBA, NHL, tons of fun at FanDuel. Live same game parlays, find bets in the new explore tab as well, and make a parlay in the new parlay hub. And uh, it's the best way to find those popular parlays, which is one of my favorite plays ways to play parlays and draft pop props. Those are my favorites on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel official partner of the NFL. We're giving out game balls here before we take a peek at the NFC playoff bracket. Of course, more on the NFC playoffs coming up later in the week and into next week when the 49ers play again after getting some much needed rest. By the way, only one injury in this game, and it looks like post game. It's not significant. It's not MCL. It's not ACL for Cleveland Furl, who left the game early and then it was a bad look, kind of limped off the field, then was carted away. But it turns out uh, it is hopefully a minor injury. and It doesn't look to be something like an ACL or an MCL injury. So minor knee injury, crossing our fingers there for Cleveland Farrell. So that was really goal number one, clock was to get out of the game relatively healthy, and the 49ers did that. Yeah, I saw when we came on to the live stream, someone put in the chat, any injuries? And you, you did have Farrell, but outside of that, sitting guys, that really helped. And I think even the guys that played did a good job of kind of escaping without anything too major, Ho- hopefully uh, as it pertains to Cleveland Farrell. Uh, I agree with Todd in the chat. Game ball to the running backs, Mitchell and, and Mason. And, you know, Mason didn't get used a lot. I thought it was going to be a lot more Mason in the second half. Uh, but Elijah Mitchell looking like his old self more than we have seen all year, the last couple of weeks. So that is really promising to know that that Mitchell's got a little bit more spry. He's got a little bit of that burst back that we, we kind of haven't seen in a while because he had so many injuries. So him being healthy and pro- proving that the 49ers have that depth at running back. And Mason always looks like a beast when he runs the ball and did in this game as well. Uh, that's phenomenal there. And the 49ers really did a good job running the ball early. And I think they could have probably run the ball more in the second half and maybe even won this game. They, they kind of went to the air a lot with Sam Darnold to, to – uh, to their demise a little bit with uh, with some of the uh, the mistakes that were made in the passing game late and, and ended up not scoring. But uh, run game looked good even without Christian McCaffrey. So uh, stock up there. Love seeing that from Mitchell and Mason. Who you got? Game balls, Croc. I got to go with Kyle Shanahan. Just coaching up another really good year. Uh, finishing with a – that might have been the 49ers' first division loss in two years, right? Because I don't think he lost one last year. And uh, yeah, yeah. 
right? But terrific job. My brother and I, we were talking about coach of the year. Obviously, my you know my best friend, my brother Donald, he's a Steelers fan, and Steelers made the playoffs, so he's excited about that. And he's like, man, how how does Mike Tomlin not get coach of the year? I'm like, well, how does Kyle Shanahan not get coach of the year? You know, he's not even up to be considered for it. And all he does is put his team in a position to be the number one team in the NFC uh, or up there, compete, have the best odds to win a Super Bowl. So a terrific job this year by Kyle Shanahan. I'm not sure if we're giving him too many game balls, but he definitely gets one after today. Yeah, even on the broadcast, they're talking about, oh, look at the phenomenal job Sean McVay did, coach of the year candidate. And I was like, what about Kyle Shanahan? <laughs> the best team in the NFL. Um, but I will say one thing about Kyle. He can't win without Brock Purdy. So I'm a- <laughs> that used to be the same with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Like, look at his record with Jimmy G and look at his record without Jimmy G. Uh, yeah, D'Amico might have something to say about it. That's, that's a good call. Texans winning. Perfect job winning the AFC South. Good job, D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. Good young quarterback there. I have some people, uh, you know, because I was kind of you know, just watching it, right? Just felt kind of different watching CJ Stroud, just the way he plays the quarterback position. I'm like, man, look, just look different with him. And uh, you you can see you know, quarterbacks that have like these you know big time intangibles and things like that. It, it looks sweet. So uh, he has a young, promising quarterback, and uh, fun fun to watch Houston Texans. I'm rooting for him. Rooting for Demico and those guys. Yeah. So eleven and one last, the last two seasons for the 49ers in the yeah. uh, in the NFC West. Kyle Shanahan actually after the game was asked about that, and he's like, not so much a division rival. Yes, you want to beat them. You want to beat those teams in your division. He's like, but I know a lot of guys out over on that coaching staff and they're annoying and I wanted to beat them. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Honestly, I think it, it's cool to kind of have bragging rights of just, Hey, we haven't lost a divisional game in two years. You know, we're, we're the big dogs over here. Yep. Uh, uh, another game ball, Sam Darnold. And obviously didn't pull it out. Obviously, you know, fumbled and did some Sam Darnold stuff at the end. But yeah, when he had, you know, the guys out there, the guys that you potentially would play with, in the postseason, the Debo Samuels, Brandon Ayuk, Trent Williams, I felt fairly confident leaving that part of the game that, man, if he has to step in for whatever reason, you're you're in pretty good hands. He didn't look erratic, looked like he knew what he was doing. So I would say game ball for Sam Donald for just instilling a certain level of confidence in me that if something, God forbid, happens to Brock Purdy, this guy can fill in and, and you know, uh, you can write it out with him. Uh, one more game ball for me, and that's the other young player rookie getting his first action and getting his first career sack. That was Robert Beal Jr. The sack celebration, though, did you see it? I was trying to figure out what it was. It looked like he's holding a sack and then like reseeding the lawn. And I don't think that's what it's supposed to be, but that's what it looked like to me. So uh, <laughs> find out with that celebration, that sack celebration is the only time we've ever seen it from from Robert Beal. But love seeing the young guys that don't get a chance to play making plays in this one. Hopefully somebody asked him uh, about that after the game. Like, what was that celebration? Yeah. Were you uh, fertilizing the lawn? Is that what that sack celebration is? I saw some guys. Uh, it was the uh, Baltimore Ravens guys. And I think maybe they did it against the 49ers where it was like the Grinch who stole Christmas. It's like they kicked in the door. Yeah. They grabbed the, all the presents, threw it in a bag, and then ran off with it. I thought that was a pretty cool celebration. Unfortunately, against the 49ers, but. I like the Grinch celebration. It's a for effort on that one. Um, it was a Christmas game too. NFC playoff bracket. The 49ers are the one seed. They have a bye next week. Wild card round though is now as follows. And actually the 49ers losing this game, I think makes better television viewing 
for those playoff matchups. I love Packers Cowboys. That's going back to that '90s rivalry. Uh, the 49ers had some good games with both the Packers and the Cowboys back in the day. Ho- historic franchises going at it. So two seed Cowboys hosting the seven seed Packers, and then you've got the whole Goff Stafford trade. Uh, Detroit Lions best season I think in Lions history now with their 12th win and they're the three seed hosting the six seed Los Angeles Rams and then you got the South Division winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles who are just playing god awful right now and so rooting interest I mean uh, you kind of Look, the 49ers are going to play the lowest seed so it'll kind of reseed is what happens so basically you know if the Packers win Niners play the Packers in Santa Clara next week. If the Packers lose to the Cowboys, but the the Rams win, then the 49ers will be hosting the Rams next week. And if both the two and three seed Cowboys and Lions win next week, then that means the 49ers are going to play whoever wins from that four or five seed game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Eagles. And they'll host whoever they play next week. So that's the way it's going to break down for the 49ers. One of those teams you'd rather play, Croc? Uh... Nah, I think just to win the 49ers have played all year, you know, you played the big dogs. I, I feel fairly confident that as long as they don't have any weird turnovers, 49ers are going to be the problems for any of these teams that they have to face. Nobody in the NFC scares me too much. It's, it's the AFC. It starts to get a little weird. And the only team the 49ers can't play in the NFC in the divisional round is the Cowboys and the Lions. So if they play the Cowboys or Lions, that'll be an NFC championship game. More on the Cowboys, more on the Lions, more on the rest of the NFC and the playoffs. And we'll talk a little bit about AFC playoffs and have some fun this week. Some other topics of conversation. Black Monday is coming tomorrow. Coaches will be fired. GNs will be fired. And no doubt Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and Jed York are going to be fielding phone calls from teams asking to interview people from the 49ers organization. So I want to get into a little bit of that conversation as well as we have a bye week here and get ready for division round of football for the 49ers and wild card round of football for just about everybody else in the playoffs. Appreciate everybody out there. Great season. Love all the listeners and all the everydayers, of course. Everyone jumping in with us in the live chat, hanging with us all year long. Still some unfinished business, though. It's going to be a big January here on Locked On 49ers. And, of course, Croc and I will be back tomorrow right here. Lockdown 49ers.